this tough guy conservatism that exists out there, it's popular in Utah. How much longer will it be popular? I'm just over it. Like, Lose. I think that, like, I want to go out. I want to go and fight so many state legislators, man. Like, I just want to fight them. Like, Bill Iman, oh, you're, you're a big talking guy. You're so tough. We're not even going to talk politics. I'm just going to fight you. That's what I want. <laughs> Junction City Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Martinez. With me in the virtual octagon tonight, Mr. Kobe Peterson. Say hi for the folks, Kobe. I'm here, and I've got some pinkies up, thumbs down for you folks, so stick around. Stick around. And joining us live via Ogden City, Miss Jamie Cheek. Say hello, Jamie. Hello, everyone. On today's show, we're going to be chatting about uh, the one, the only Mike Lee that nobody likes. You know, we're going to be talking about two peas in a pod, Mike Lee, and we might throw in some his some from his brother. Flying Ted Cruz. Flying Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to break down some of the bad bills that we've seen in the Utah State Legislature, which is, man, Spoiler alert, all of them. No. Uh, yes. And we'll be going over some events uh, that are going on on and around Ogden City. But first, please like and share the show. Like, subscribe, uh, rate us, share the show, uh, join the forum because that's where all of this all of this interaction happens, and it's so good to hear from you. Um, we are going to start doing live streams and your, you bet your bottom dollar, those live streams are going to show up in the junction city forum. So make sure to join, uh, get your friends and family to join and, and let's, let's get some progressives into, uh, into the house seat or house, uh, legislature, right? House, yeah. Senate, all of it. Wait, also. What's the hap-haps? What are yes. the hap-haps? Kobe What's Peterson, Jamie Cheek, tell me what the hap-haps are. We've been off for a week. We've just, we've, I, I, we say this all the time, but we're really super busy with all these podcasts. And that's why we're moving to live streams, cause, because they will be much easier, more interactive. We'll be able to Yeah, you can talk to us. So that'll be fun. But what have y'all been doing? Kobe? Jamie, we'll go with Jamie first. Kobe, psh. I was hoping Kobe would, would set the tone of where we're at. <laughs> um, just staying busy, um, working on getting on that COVID, COVID vaccine wait list. Um, Weaver County's got got quite, uh, it's got a good system where you can get on the wait list, um, but we got a lot of people to vaccinate, so it's a little bit slower of a process. Um, and then my daughter's fourth birthday is in a couple weeks, so we're planning a socially distant vacation to the Grand Canyon. Nice. Mm-hmm. Grand Canyon. Yeah. Great, oh, that's, I can dig that. <laughs> dig. Have to take in the beauty. <laughs> Are you guys going to go through Nevada, 
Hoover Dam. There you go. Are you guys going to go through that way and do Hoover Dam as well and the Grand Canyon or just? Ooh, I don't know. I think we, I don't know how long she's going to do on that car ride. So it's like the straight, <laughs> straight shot. Uh, Williamson, uh, Arizona is where we are staying. So. Nice. Mm-hmm. That sounds like fun. Kobe, what have you, what have you been doing? Man, we have been, so Dan and I started a Wildcat, an officially licensed Wildcat brand called Wildcat Rack a couple months ago. Yeah. Beautiful stuff. Yeah, Beautiful Jamie stuff. Cheek has purchased, you know, some of our stuff. Thank you, Jamie, for supporting mm-hmm. us. So we've just been hustling, man, trying to get Wildcat Rack out there. And we mm-hmm. uh, did uh, Indy Ogden's um, Bizarre today at the Monarchs because we're recording this on Sundays. And so we'll talk about this in events. But, you know, I think for the, I think for the next four weeks, I think it is left. Uh, they're going to be doing the bazaar at the Monarch on Sundays, 11 to 4. And we'll be down there for most of those. So if you don't want to pay shipping, come down and see <laughs> us, man. We, we got yeah. to, it's, it's, it's a amazing. good community down there, Matt. Like, it's just, it's just awesome being down there. It's good music. And good we clothes. might even unveil the new sweatshirt, right? Some new gear, too. Yep. New gear is nice. in the works. We got approved for hoodies this week. So hoodies are coming just in time for football season. So that's what I've been working on. Done. We'll get at least two of those. But I've been at the, the bazaar before. They, they have a really great atmosphere. I love that group. Yeah, it's nice. Every, you know, masks required. Everyone's got to wear masks in there. And, uh, you know, they don't, uh, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of good, cool art in there too, man. Like there's a group, I'm going to shout these guys out because I just love their stuff. There's a group out of um, Tooele, well, Stansbury Park, if you know Tooele County at all. Uh, it's called, uh, their, their brand is called Fox and Raven. Go check them out. They're really progressive. Uh, they're awesome folks, man. And uh, they they've been doing a couple of these really cool Ogden prints. Follow them on Instagram, man. Fox and Raven, they're they're incredible. Um, but yeah, cause they've got lots of like really cool little buttons. But they've been doing this really cool art of uh, Ogden because they're not really from Ogden, right? Like they're from somewhere else, and they're just coming up to hang with us. And dude, they've been putting out this great art. I- I'm trying to convince them to do a print of Stewart Stadium for a uh, Weber State box that I'm working on with local businesses right now. So yeah. we're gonna see if they'll do that. But man, go check those guys out on Instagram. They're great. Nice. Well, man, uh, my half halves. Gosh, we've been. I helped out with the live stream for the NAACP's Black History Month show. Amazing. Last Saturday was so good, so awesome to see, uh, to watch the performances live. I'm helping them also to put together smaller packages of each performer, and hopefully, we'll be able to throw those out there separately so you can watch each performer. Kind of shined in their own way. I got to tell you, August the Great, that guy. Oh, we got to have him on the show sometime because I, he he spoke to me with his raps. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't like a lot of new rap music, but that guy, like when I listen to lyrics of music, that's what gets me right. It's not so much the beat or this or that. It's like the lyrics. What are you saying in those lyrics? And he's got this new song that's got the perspective of an indentured servant and a slave and they're having this conversation together and like why they got pit against each other oh so good i was like whoa whoa you're gonna <laughs> blow some people's minds with this rap bro this is gonna be good yeah so that's been that's been happening and then you know we bought a new car we had to buy a new old car uh because because <laughs> the old old car just doesn't work anymore so we are proud owners of a subaru now that'll last you forever oh, he's officially a Utah. Yeah. yeah right i was like uh, now we got it i guess now we have to do outdoorsy stuff <laughs> so if you're into outdoorsy stuff 
hit me up. No, just kidding. I probably still am not going to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stick with my electric car. I have like a 67 mile radius. Can't yeah, I can't go too far. I, I've got to stay within my battery range. No, let's get let's get into the show. So today, like I said at the beginning of the show, we're going to be talking about Mike Lee. This dude. Okay, so it's been reported that Mike Lee is he was down in South Florida. He's they are hosting a fundraiser for Mike Lee. And when I say they, it is, I guess this is the Trumps, right? Because it's at Mar-a-Lago. It's a Trump's it's, resort. Yeah. The it was. It was yesterday. Special guest, uh, Congressman Matt Gates and Lauren yeah. Boebert. Oh, man. Oh. The lady who doesn't know nothing about guns but loves guns. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so there's that. What are your thoughts on Mike Lee? This, 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 uh, this Mike Lee, the same Mike Lee that came out and said, you know, that he despised the the character of Trump at one point. This is the same Mike Lee that talks about being, I guess, patriotic. <laughs> I, 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 I like. I can't believe how far this guy has like fallen to the to these, uh, mm-hmm. you know right-wing extremists. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's it's bizarre to me to see this dude. He's like doubled down in the last three yes. to four weeks. And it's like, who is this guy? Like, he's just digging himself a hole <laughs> and, and can't put the shovel down. So I don't get it. I, I just, I really don't get it because I thought that, I thought for sure that Mike Lee and Mitt Romney, right? Like, both to me, for a long time were like the old school Republicans, like Reagan Republicans, right? Like well, still pretty ah. shitty, but uh, <laughs> you know, but they were kind of like they downplayed a lot of the racism, right? Mm. Mm. But now well, I, 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 I go ahead. Go ahead. Go I would ahead. never say that Mike Lee was in that ilk. Like Mike Lee's a tea party, okay? Like he comes in on the yes. tea party wave, ousting Bob Bennett, who was more like the Republican that you're talking about, who was more of a you know, an establishment traditional Republican. Bob Bennett but, doesn't get he doesn't get any love at the convention and you know and then it's Mike Lee and Tim Bridgewater for the primary. Mike Lee wins the primary, so he's been your you know senator for the last twelve years because of that. But even that though, the Tea Party was uh, this whole like referendum on how much money we're spending, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. and making sure that our our national debt was. Um, reasonable or that we brought the the deficit down and all this other like that's all that was all reagan republican wasn't it no because reagan <laughs> like doubled the national debt <laughs> no well, okay not. okay there's there's a difference between what he says and what he does <laughs> right but it was the same that same group that was like i don't know that tea party was I guess it was it was like racism in disguise, right? Is that because it was against Barack Obama? And there no, was because all it was other, still the Republican like was... Party, so it's not really in disguise, right? Like, <laughs> but what I would say is like, you know, I get what you're trying to say though, because like, Mitt Romney is definitely of that ilk, right? Like, he's that guy. He's very, you know, very oh, you yeah. know, traditional Republican. Mike Lee was always more of kind of an insurgent. He was on that Tea Party side. Was willing to vote against, you know, things that. He really had no business voting for, but he would do it on principle. And like, just we've, we've seen those kind of antics out of Mike Lee for years. Right. But the interesting thing to me is the fact that 
when Donald Trump was was going to be elected as the well, when he was going to be put forth as the nominee for the Republicans in 2016, Mike Lee is at the convention in Cleveland yelling about, no, we don't want it. Right. And I'm sure you guys, you know, saw Jake Tapper's tweet, how, you know, how it started, how it's going, you know, like, so Mike Lee was like, oh, I'm so against Trump. So, you know, and in the subsequent four years, called him now, you know, he's literally, oh man, he's literally going to Trump's, you know, Mar-a-Lago resort where that's, you know, I presume now the president's personal or the former president's personal residence in South Florida and holding mm-hmm. a fundraiser with, you know, these right wing, like these right winger house people. Like we could talk all day about, you know, the right wing <laughs> career path, as it were. Right. Matt Gates mm-hmm. and Lauren Boebert. I don't actually know how to say her last name, if that's right. You know, they, they are very much doing the thing, which is just, you know, get people pissed off at you and, you know, stoke up resentment on in social media. And there will be a backlash to that um, resentment for the terrible things that you say and do. And that's where you're going to live. Right. But now Mike Lee is, you know, hanging out with those folks in Florida at ten thousand dollars a plate. What's going on here, folks? Well, making terrible life choices. Yeah. Making (laughs) terrible life choices. Uh, Yeah. So the reason part of the reason why this is happening with why Mike Lee is seeking these big donor dinners in Mar-a-Lago with the Trumps and these other right wing nut jobs i don't you know what not sorry not nut jobs um congress people <laughs> uh, is because there there's been this big push now this happened right after i mean i it, it had already been kind of like bubbling up right i i don't think they officially launched humans against mike lee until after the trump impeachment which one after the second Trump impeachment vote, uh, and Mike Lee voted to acquit, uh, I think that's when they officially rolled out with this, because that's what it looked like from the Salt Lake Tribune. I, that was what I was reading in the Salt Lake Tribune. I feel like Humans for Mike Lee as a hashtag has been around for a while, and I think it right. kind of started out as sort of like tongue-in-cheek, like, you know, Mike Lee, like we talked about, he's been doing a lot of really dumb and terrible things, and they're just like, what are you doing, bro? And then, mm-hmm. you know, but then I think that Alliance for a Better Utah, you know, we've talked to those folks, you know, we've had Katie Matheson on the show a number of times, especially last year around this time, talking about what goes on at the state legislature. I think they kind of codified it a little bit and said, you know, what, there's actually some legs to this because Mike Lee will be up for reelection in 2022. So mm-hmm. there's an opportunity, you know, potentially for maybe somebody within the Republican Party to primary Mike Lee because he is maybe unpopular with some folks there. I don't know. But at mm-hmm. the same time, there are a lot of folks who are independents and otherwise who are very unhappy with Mike Lee. And so humans against Mike Lee was born <laughs> and it's been, uh, there's merch out there. So if you want to check it out, go to Alliance for better Utah.org's website. They've got a, they've got a shop in there and you can buy some really cool humans against Mike Lee merch. Well, yeah, they even have their own website. Humans against Mike Lee.com is the actual, it's their actual website for this. And yeah, I mean, they, they, at the website, they break down their arguments as to why they started this whole thing. It really is. It's it's fascinating because they they've got uh, such in depth like analysis on on Mike Lee's like move slower and slower towards this extreme right uh, mm-hmm. uh, 
right side of the the spectrum there. Pretty fascinating stuff, and and a lot of good work that they put into this. Yeah, go yeah, and I buy a shirt. Be, yeah, it'll <laughs> be interesting to see how his right slide is going to work in an off presidential year. So remember the last time he was elected was in 2016 when we had the Trumpism kind of landslide that happened. And so is that extremism where he's heading going to be enough to win in an off year? Because even turnout is significantly less um, in an off year here in Utah. And that's kind of one of the trends that we've been seeing. So I honestly am like, he should be concerned that his grappling with the extreme right might backfire on him when he doesn't have a top of the ticket to carry him across the line. Jamie, do you think that, um, so like you said, uh, 2022 will be a midterm election. Um, and traditionally, the, the the common wisdom is that vote will go against the party of the president. So Joe Biden is the president and that, you know, mm-hmm. potentially the Democrats are looking at defeat. You know, maybe that's in the House, maybe that's in the Senate, whatever, going mm-hmm. into 2022. Do you think that helps Mike Lee at all? That's interesting. I think there's still that. I don't think we're going to see nearly the trend that we normally see in a midterm when when one party controls the House and the Senate and the White House. Um, And I think it's because most of us are still very bitter about the last four years and will be once once that comes around. I think Joe Biden is actually doing a very good job of being the king moderate that he said he would be. So he's not really kind of inflaming a lot of people, but he's doing good governance. And I think that a lot of people are seeing the benefit of that. And so I think they might might be okay with, all right, let's see where this goes. I do think that Dems in the House need to be a little bit more bold. Um, and it, I think it's when we get kind of scared and we, and we start hedging our bets. And that's when people get upset. We voted for you and we wanted to see that change. Uh, so they need to keep pushing the Senate and the White House to be a little bit more progressive in those policies. And I think some of them are doing it. I think we'll see some exciting things that come up. But I think that that could help Mike Lee. I don't know. He He's He's playing with fire right now, and I honestly worry for him that there is a certain swath of Republicans here in Utah, the ones that show up to vote every single election, that are probably tired of these shenanigans. And so I think it's really going to matter who we have running running against him. I was just going to ask, like, is it 2022 or will it be 2024 or will it be 2026 where we see these quote unquote reasonable Republicans or, you know, moderate Republicans? Republicans start to shave off and start to vote for Democrats or, you know, these, these other moderate Republicans instead of somebody that's like, cause even, even in the state legislature, we've got these like right wing guys that are, are, are winning mm-hmm. these primaries and winning these mm-hmm. uh, elections. So is that even down the road or is that like, or is that way down the road or I, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Is it ever yeah. going to change? I don't know. Do you really think it's going to change? <laughs> well, Do you really think these Republicans are going to vote against their party? And they'll vote for, do you ever think that they'll vote for the nation instead of for their party? You know what I mean? No, because we just saw why they won't. You know, we had a very serious impeachment trial in the Senate and you got what you got, which was you couldn't find 17 Republicans or whatever it was to vote against Trump. You know, you got some more than in the last impeachment. One from you. But it was still, yeah, but it still wasn't enough, right? Like it still was not enough to oust Trump. And so that leads me to believe there's, there's, we, we're seeing this on display right now. The fact that there is a growing schism within the Republican Party where there are the extremists 
but you know, folks like Matt Gates and Lauren Bobert and you know one from Atlanta, Dan Crenshaw, yeah, from you know Georgia, not Atlanta, yeah, the the lady from Georgia, yeah, uh, Marjorie Taylor Green who was saying terrible things. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you know, there there's that that version of the Republican Party that's out there. Then you have the more establishment, you know, folks who maybe been around for a while and been in very safe Republican seats. But to me, the thing that that you have the Mitt Romneys of the world, and I think they are the minority in the party. You see what leadership in both the House and Senate is doing. Even even somebody like Mitch McConnell, who has at times gone with Donald Trump. Now, you know, now, right now, allegedly, McConnell's in some sort of row with Donald Trump and he's trying to ignore him. But he's not going to be able to because Trump is going to continue to dominate the narrative within the Republican Party for years to come, man. And uh, they've got a reckoning coming because they made a deal with the devil and their party is slowly moving toward extremism and fascism. I guess not very slowly. It's there. You know, we saw some very. Jeez. Yeah. It's there. But but my question for you guys here. Okay, go ahead, James. I just think, I don't think it's very fair. The Senate is full of like a bunch of old white dudes, like 11 of the not guilty votes for the dudes who helped impeach, uh, you know, who were around when Bill Clinton was getting impeached. And so it's like, I think we have, that's not, and I think that, yes, so you're right. I think you're right that there's some of this radicalism that they need to, to sort of rectify but i think as we continue to move forward these people are going to retire and it's going to be hard to win these statewide elections on these you know extreme right-wing ideas because those voters and this is why the election system is broken those voters are a very small minority but they're pocketed in very convenient places that make it so that they do have says in elections right because they're all kind of isolated in the same areas and so i think there's definitely more reasonable humans out there than, than the extreme writers. And so it's just kind of finding that balance and getting candidates who can kind of speak reason uh, to, to get elected in these bigger elections. A lot of those senators are from very red states with small, small populations and not great economies. And I think it's so interesting how when you, when you find red states who begin to really develop a more diverse and vibrant economy, their state begins to move very much away from the the red, you know, kind of the way it was to a more purple, you know, like I look at states like Colorado or even, you know, the, tr- the, the direction that Utah is moving with, you know, folks coming into Utah and, you know, the, the economy is really growing and what that does, you know, and, and I think it's kind of damning on the Republican way where it's like, oh, we're going to, you know, th- our way of life is better and blah, blah, blah. It's like, then how come your economy is not good? Because you got all these things but your economy sucks. Why is that? Side thing. The question I had for you folks was part of the 2022 elections is redistricting, right? We are going to see the, the, the country redistricted before that election. And we saw what the playbook was a decade ago. Um, mm-hmm. How do you think that affects the House and, you know, elections here in Utah? Because Mike Lee runs for a statewide race and, you know, he's got to win statewide and it's going to be very difficult for somebody to unseat him. Fine. But what does that mean, and what does this extremism in the party mean for the state legislature and for the Congress? Because, like you talked about, we've got a lot of extremists down at the state legislature who are doing things that are just absolutely weird and nuts. And it's like, what, what is this? Like, will that continue, or will the redistricting committee, which has been appointed now, will it have a say, or will the state legislature bulldoze that and not care? I, I, what does that look like here in, in the state? You guys. Can I ask a question, though, really quick, clarifying? Does Spencer Cox sign that at the end of the day? The, the new sign districts? What? Like the new districts. 
does the governor have a say, Jamie? I don't think the governor has a say, right? I don't think so. It's an independent commission, and then it's the Senate that gets to create it. I don't think it requires governor approval. That sucks. Well, I mean, that's that's fine. I mean, not that Spencer Cox was going to do anything about it. But... You know what? The legislature's not even going to say no to this, whatever the independent commission comes in, because it's so stacked with a bunch of right wingers, like Rob, Rob Bishop. Rob Bishop. Yeah. Rob Bishop. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, so CD one will will be fine. It will be very very red. So it's just just very stacked. And and when we took all the teeth out of the proposition, we knew this was going to happen. So it's just it's really well. And then when they were looking for the independent people, you couldn't have even voted in an election in like the last three cycles. So it's people who aren't even engaged in the voting process is who they wanted. And I was just like, why, why, why even bother at that point? So no, I guess your answer, Kobe, is no, it's not going to change. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not going to change. So, you know, like we'll continue to see this for the next decade. And, you know, but I wonder, I wonder if, if there's a breaking point in Utah and you see somebody like Mike Lee begin to fall out of favor because maybe they're getting too close to Trump. Because I think that Trump is still popular in Utah. This tough guy conservatism that exists out there, it's popular in Utah. How much longer will it be popular? That's my question. That's a great segue, Kobe, into our other topic we were going to be talking about today. And that is the terrible, awful, no good, very bad bills in the Utah state legislature that are moving forward. Um, Let's just go with the first one that is in the news, uh, was in the news recently, the character carry concealed carry permit right that one oh. recently got signed um yeah. i think that takes place in march right that the is when it starts to go into effect so awesome job everybody you want a gun so you want a gun you get a gun <laughs> you get a gun you get a gun wow. so interesting thing. Effective. <laughs> yeah so the interesting thing about this and the salt tribune did a did an article about this was the fact that because I mean, people, they, they were making fun of the, like, the class you had to take to get the concealed carry permit, right? Like, oh, it's so terrible, it's so terrible. But that class and, like, having to go through that process kept guns, like a concealed gun, out of the hands of, like, 1,900 people who shouldn't have had it last year. What? Yeah, 1,900 people. Now, who now, like, oh, no, it's fine. You know, you can just, you can just walk around with a gun in your pants. It's fine. You don't need a permit. Like, cool. that's what we're talking about here. And, and those are people that, you know, like, People who had violent convictions, you know, people who were abusers, you know, just like, yeah, people you don't want carrying guns around in their waistband now can just carry a gun around. So when that bill got signed, man, like I just tweeted out, I was like, the governor just killed people because that's what's going to happen. Dude. Oh, like, damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just killed people. Mm-hmm. Well, and then it's just, you know, nobody ever knows if you're carrying, right? And so then when we talk about police aggression, right? Now they're going to be like, well, anybody can oh. have a concealed weapon. We wouldn't know. It, they don't even have to have them out in the open. And it's just like, oh, it's a bad bill that makes no sense. It's literally paid, bought by the NRA for literally no reason. It just makes more Utahns unsafe. And because of the supermajority, nobody has to be accountable for like literal blood on their hands liberal blood because that's a good point jamie like you said like now police have to treat this like anybody could be carrying at this point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. police shootings are now going to go up uh that's not what we want 
You know, police nope. are less safe, you know, and that's what kind of like boggles my mind with all this. Like there's this weird world where people believe that not only the good guy with the gun plus police, you know, are good. Well, those two things, you know, oh, well, a good guy with a gun wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't mess with the police. Ah, like, have you, have you guys ever, do you remember watching that video where the guy like walks in and he's like, I'm the cowboy and I got my gun. And then the guy's like, well, I'm the business owner and I got my gun. What? And it's like, yeah. And like, it's like all these caricatures of the good guy with the gun and everybody in the situation believes that they're the good guy with the gun. Mm-hmm. And then the cops show up and they're like, whoa. They don't know who the good guy with the gun is, so they're confused. And they're like, all right, mm-hmm. everybody put the guns down. Like, I'm not putting my gun down. He's the, you know, and it's just like this. You can see how things can get out of hand very quickly because it's like, guys got guns. We don't know who's the good guy. We don't know who's the bad guy. Just a volatile Dude, situation for everybody. Exactly right, man. That That is, that boggles my mind how they think this good guy with a gun thing worked. But then it doesn't, though, because then I think of that, was that Kyle Rittenhouse kid? I'm sure he thought he was the good guy with the gun, didn't he? Oh, he does, and he's, you know, amassed a small treasure chest for his defense because he's the good guy who shot Antifa. What is that? Nah, he didn't just shoot him. He murdered him. Murdered, murdered him? Oh, him. my goodness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Which, by the way, he skipped bail as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. That did also happen. So let's, uh, how about we move to a bill that's, actually, I was going to say less upsetting, but it's really not. Because <laughs> nothing here we're going to be talking about is less upsetting. It's all the oh, same amount of terrible. bullshit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this bill went through the House. It's House Bill 302. Uh, it's the, the trans uh, athlete ban. And it's ridiculous. And I want to point out a couple things. This is Representative Brit Berkland. Okay, if that name sounds familiar, she's the same one. She's from Morgan, by the way, local here, right? Yeah, woo, mm-hmm. good for us. Same person that did the resolution for Donovan Mitchell and that whole shack garbage. Oh, yeah, she's the, she's the ref. Oh, she's the ref. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's way cool uh, with this. Get good. out. Get Gross. out. You know, she didn't even win. She's been, she was like appointed, right? Because oh, yeah. that, her, her Morgan person left for. Uh, to take Logan. a position within the state or something, and it was Logan Wild, yeah, mm-hmm. a a more reasonable person. I mean, so Chris Neville talked about this on Twitter about how, you know, uh, the the, per, the lady, this person, Berkland, who replaced Logan Wild, obviously much less of a reasonable Republican, uh, and how he mm-hmm. actually longed for Logan Wild back because of what they got <laughs> now, because yeah. that district is massive. It goes from, like you said, Morgan all the way down into Summit County. It's big because it's fairly rural. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. So that was, uh, yeah, she's the sponsor on that. But uh, the news on that, though, Romney's for it, which is weird, which oh, is weird so to me. Good. Because, so like, good. sometimes I think Romney, uh, like, sometimes I'm praising Romney. Well, this one was like a big, what the fuck, Mitt? Like, <laughs> uh, and then, uh, and then, uh, you know, Governor Cox, you know, uh, some people want to give him kudos for coming out and, not yet. Speaking uh, uh, out against the bill because not enough. here's yeah, not enough, not enough. He's <laughs> he still left the door open for a bill to be signed. No, it's just here. Here it is. Here it is, Spencer Cox. If I'm your media guy, which you know, <laughs> call me up, bro. I'll be your media dude. 
Here it is. No, this bill will <laughs> never pass. Ever. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it's just that easy. There's no grayscale for whether or not trans individuals have rights. They either do or they don't. And I hate when so many of these Republicans legislate from a fear that doesn't exist. Like there's not, you know, like it's there's like no data or science or facts based in it. It's just like, well, it could, and it's it's like the bathroom bills all over again. And I yeah. just it's well, disgusting. Solving so- problems that don't exist. That's what yes. they're, that's the Republican tagline. Solving problems <laughs> yes. that don't exist. Congratulations. But the interesting thing here was so, you know, going back to the bathroom bill, North Carolina passed a law like that. And then the NBA said, hey, if you do this, we're not, we're not bringing the all-star game to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And so they had mm-hmm. to walk that back because they were going to lose serious money. Well, guess who's got the all-star game in the next couple of years? The great state of Utah. So, if a bill like this ends up going into effect or some version of it, because Cox is not in this, not in this form, like, no, not this at all, bro. Not this right. at all. And so, mm-hmm. you know, even if he gets, if he signs a watered down version of this, there's potential for people to say, what is Utah doing? NBA take away the all-star game. Like, yes. what is this? And, and mm-hmm. I'm for that, man. You know, as much as yep. I love the jazz, like, no, absolutely not. Like we do not we deserve, deserve to host it. Mm-hmm. If this is what we're going to do as a state, the NBA needs to make yep. a statement. I mean, honestly, it's these big power organizations that make the difference, right? Like the NBA was the first to open up their facilities, the first to agree to let their facilities be open for voting. And it just kind of, they have to be the ones that lead because our legislatures in America (laughs) are not making good decisions. Um, And so I think if something like this gets passed, like absolutely the NBA needs to be like, sorry, we're going to take this roadshow somewhere else. Yep. And Donovan Mitchell will leave. And and I will laugh (laughs) at everyone. Dan wants Mitchell to leave because he's afraid of him. Because I right. like him and I hate him being on the Jazz. I honestly do. <laughs> the Jazz are great this year. The yeah, Jazz. Listen, I have He'll nothing against. I have nothing against the Jazz. He's a liar. He does. It's Jazz fans. <laughs> no, no. Oh, I mean, yeah. they're not as bad as like Raider fans. They're not oh, as bad as Suns fans. <laughs> well, yeah, no Raiders fans are. Without Raiders, Pernell, <laughs> Raiders fans are delu- delusional, right? <laughs> <laughs> Shot across the bow. Yeah, we can do that. That's fine. You guys, you guys can cut this out, but uh, I, my father-in-law is a big Raiders fan, and so I was on DHgate today, and I was like, you know, I should really get him a, a good Raiders jersey because he he grew up in uh, Northern California, and uh, I was like, you know, who I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna get him number two, Jamarcus Russell. Yes, dude. Yes, get yeah. it for him. So I got it queued up in in, oh. in my cart. So when I when I make oh decent money again, gosh. I'm gonna order that jersey and give it to him. Like that's for you, my man. No, that's for you. can we can we send that to Nina too? Let's totally. get her. They're like, like 28 box, bucks, dude. They're a cheap. box of you know, like one that she yeah, can hang up. Yeah, she put it in a frame. Yeah, she put it in a frame. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah, like Please set that up. Let's do that. I want I want a picture of that in her office. It's great. Um. So I had a couple other bills that I, yeah. I, I wasn't really a fan okay. of. So this is a bill. I'm pretty sure this is an ALEC bill because we're um, – so Joshua Harris Hill, who is the president of Young Democrats of America, he lives in Oklahoma. They're running a similar bill in Oklahoma right now, which states that if you are uh, in your car and you are you know, in a riot, you know, air quotes, that if you feel your life is threatened, you can basically run people over without – with impunity, right? So – if you remember back in Charlottesville a few years ago, there right. was that that lady who ended up, you know, getting killed because this exact situation mm-hmm. happened. That guy ended up going to prison for it, right? 
So now mm -hmm. Alec is you know, out here running this legislation saying, oh, no, we're going to make it so that it's not illegal to run people over in a crowd because you felt threatened. It's the same. It's the same exact premise as the stand your ground law, right? Where it's like, oh, well, I, I felt threatened. So I shot this guy because my, I felt my life was threatened. Right. Because you're in a car and there's just people around you. Like, yeah. And there are people around you. And so you need to you know, you need to be able to get out of there. Right. And so oh bad, bad bill, man. And it's making its way through the Utah State Legislature right now. It is? No yeah. way. 100%. No way. What bill is that? Are you freaking kidding me? I'm not That's kidding. terrible. It's All sorts of writers and, writers and protester bills going on. I hadn't heard about that one, but I would believe it. Yeah. But I would believe it. Oh, yeah. I, um, another one that um, we, this is not necessarily a bill, but it was a House joint resolution. And so Alliance for Everybody Utah actually did a, uh, press release on this. Oh, it says H, a House concurrent resolution, HCR 11, which was run by Joel Briscoe, good guy. And he, he was just saying, hey, you know, the county clerks across the state did a great job this oh, year yeah. running the, the elections, did it really securely, did it safely. You know, we had Ricky Hatch on last year to talk about how election security works. And Ricky is, you know, one of the folks that leads that group mm -hmm. of people of across the 29 counties in the state. And, you know, all it was all it was doing was saying job well done from the state legislature. You guys did great. And there are, once again, extremists in the state legislature who wanted to strip certain language from that resolution, namely the parts that praised mail in voting and election security. Right. Because there are a mm -hmm. lot of people who bought into the big lie, per, you know, pushed by Donald Trump and others that mm -hmm. the election was stolen, blah, blah, blah. Well, how can the election be stolen and then certified by Republicans and be safe. So they mm -hmm. literally pushed this house, you know, concurrent resolution. All it's saying is good job. It's a pat on the back to those county clerks. They stripped out the, the language about vote by mail and the security of the election because they are that petty or extreme. And we're one of the states that have been doing mail-in voting the longest. Yeah. At, or at least a Republican state that's been doing it the longest. And so that's just ridiculous that they're, they're that petty, honestly. Uh, the bill that's, I don't know who's doing it or where it's come from, but the one where it's going to allow contractors to pick their own inspectors. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. That's our guy. Freaking, <laughs> I saw his face on KUTV and I was like, wow, I haven't seen that guy in like two decades. <laughs> like, he never comes to this side of Clinton or, you know, uh, Clearfield, Sunset mm -hmm. area. He's never around here. That guy is on milk case or milk carton bottles, you know, but. <laughs> And, and then all of a sudden he's on KUTV? What? What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so there's no way that that's going to end poorly, right? <laughs> well, so a thing to note here is so Paul Ray, who is our representative, Dan and I's representative in House District 13 right here in Davis County, he mm -hmm. is running this bill. And, and like, like Jamie said, basically what it would do is they, the contractor gets to pick their own inspector. They aren't reliant upon the municipalities anymore, right? So the municipalities no longer are able to enforce a lot of the code. Oh, no, we got a guy who said it was good, right? Well, you can see how bad that can go very, very quickly. A thing to note, guess who is the president of the Home Builders Association in the state of Utah? Is it <gasps> him? Well, it's no. Paul Ray. No. You don't say. <laughs> There's way too much real estate in that House legislature. Like, There's way too much self-serving. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, what is That's that? True. Mm -hmm. Well, did you see the the quote from the guy who's the head of the Utah Apartment Association? Or oh was, man, his his like, no, we shouldn't have contracts that are also in Spanish 
And yep. then when they were talking about evicting people, he's like, they signed a contract. And so if they don't fall, it will evict them. A contract they literally can't understand because it is not in their native language. And you're holding them to this legal standard. Like, oh. Do you not even see the cognitive well, dissonance that's happening? Well, and my problem yeah. with the situation is that, like, it's not like you signed a contract for a motorcycle or you bought a boat, right? It's mm -hmm. literally for a place to live. It's mm -hmm. you gotta have a place to live. Like there are no two Thank ways you. about it. Like you guys been outside mm -hmm. lately? It's freaking cold. Yep. Like you have to live somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so it's like it's not like you get to choose. Oh, I'm just not gonna sign this contract, right? Sorry. You know right. the housing crisis is such in Utah that it's like I finally found a place that I can afford that is available. Here's mm -hmm. this bad contract that you can't read. You better sign it, right? Like, and what do. is this? What is yep. this? And then they act like they have the moral high ground because they didn't meet the obligations. And it's like, I doubt you even had an interpreter there to even help read the contract to them. And it's just, it's disgusting that this is just like, we, we pretend to be the state of, of moralness, but like, we're also like the greediest state ever that we think this is an okay scenario. Yeah. Uh, I got one last one here, folks, before we wrap up this segment. So this was... Uh, HB 197. So what this does is makes it so that if you want to change your political party, you cannot do so three months before an election. Basically, what it's saying is we don't want Democrats switching to Republican and voting in our primary. So if you're going to do it, you got to do it three months in advance so that basically like you can't do it. It's like saying, oh, you need to register to vote three months before the election. What? Like it's the same exact thing. And once again, like the whole point of this bill run by Representative Jordan Tusher, uh, if I'm saying that correctly, that the whole point is to make it so that Democrats can't switch their party affiliation and vote in the Republican primary like we saw in the governor's race this last year. Because mm -hmm. no doubt a lot of people, especially extremists in the, the Republican Party, felt that they got screwed by Democrats switching over and voting for more moderate candidates. So mm -hmm. then the Greg Hughes of the world were not able to do better in that primary so we're going to run this bill so that that doesn't happen again. It's just it, it's just like, what are you guys doing? Like, how can you sit here and be the oh, I'm the party of, you know, fairness? And it's like, no, 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 you're not. You're the party of doing what you want for the craven pursuit of power. Nothing else. One of the Republican candidates that I think benefited from that is um, Blake Moore. I think he a bunch of the Democrats that switched over in CD1, I think he was their candidate, their choice, because he was very moderate, and he came across as kind of one of those middle-of-the-road Republicans, and so I think that's what kind of carried him over the finish line to yeah. win his primary I mean, that was hotly contested. Yeah, and then as soon as he got to Congress, what happened? He became the same Republican we all knew he was! Yeah, <laughs> yeah the Republican that we knew he was going to be. Because <laughs> he's from CD1. Oh, well, that is... That, my friends, is a great, another, it's a show full of great transitions because right now I would like to speak to directly to Blake Moore. This is where we get that cool music. Da -da 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 -da. Blake Moore. Blake, we know that you don't live in CD1. As of February 21st, we still have yet to receive any notification that you moved into CD1, but lucky for you, we found a house for you. This lovely home is located in Fort 
134 West, 2200 North, Sunset, Utah. It's going for $310,000. It's a four-bedroom, two-bathroom, 1,500 square feet. This recently updated four-bedroom home is just what you have been looking for. It's only minutes away from Hill Air Force Base and Sunset Elementary Junior High School as well. Uh, it's a fully fenced yard. If you have any other questions or are curious about this home, Blake, you can contact our friends at the Elements of Real Estate, uh, specifically Ashley Wolfius. Thanks, Ashley, for supporting the show. And thanks, Blake, for hopefully, eventually, possibly moving in to CD1. You know, the place that you ran for Congress, yeah, to represent us. Mark my words, he, he ain't ever coming to CD1. <laughs> <laughs> no more. No more. No, no more. more. Hashtag no, no more. more. Yes, thank you. It's my favorite. We're going to go straight into Pinkies Up, Thumbs Down because there were no polls. Uh, we just didn't do them and but we've had a lot of good good stuff in the forum, as always. Kudos mm -hmm. to the JC peeps. Uh, but yes, moving straight forward into pinkies up some pinkies up thumbs down. Big thumbs down to Ted Cruz. Just in general. That dude is a how is he a how is he a thing still? I don't get it. Texas, oh. Texas literally <laughs> freezes over, and this guy still A denies climate change and B goes to Mexico. Goes to Mexico in the middle of this like terrible thing that's happening for his constituents. Uh, mm -hmm. And Pinky's up also to stay in Texas. Pinky's up to AOC, Beto O'Rourke for being the real heroes in Texas, uh, raising the money that they have raised for for families that have um, suffered crazy stuff happening there. Their their mm -hmm. pipes freezing, blowing up, like just terrible stuff happening. Yeah, and those ahead. who have electricity paying like extreme rate surcharges. Oh. Like uh, I was just reading reading a story about a family who got charged like ten thousand uh, dollars for their power bill because that's and because of the way they they control utilities down there like that they have no recourse. They're like, oh well, reach out to some nonprofit. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? What? Are, are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, Utah's not very far behind. That's Rocky Mountain oh, no. Power for you, ladies and gentlemen. That is Rocky Mountain Power. The the one, the same people that I've been railing against all this whole show ever mm -hmm. since the first episode. <laughs> uh, so th those are my pinkies up, thumbs down. What about you, Jamie? Um, all right, so I'm going to go to the opposite. I'm going to start with pinkies up. Uh, I think we have some amazing freshman Democrats in the Utah legislature. Um, I think Ashley Matthews and Rosemary Lesser are doing yeah. a really fantastic awesome. job this cycle. Um, they had to kind of hit the ground running. And so it's very wonderful to see women in the legislature, um, but women who are, you know, not changing uh, from their campaign promises. So it's nice to see to see that happening. Um, and hopefully we can get a few more in the, in the midterms in 2022. Um, and then thumbs down kind of just goes to the entire current slate of Democrats for the Senate <laughs> in 2022. Um, I know we're still early, um, but yikes. Uh, oh, you're talking about Utah. You're talking about for Utah, right? Yeah. Utah, them. Yeah. 
for, for a 20 against the eventual probable Mike Lee. Um, you know, people are kind of, it seems pretty divided about whether or not people are excited about Steve Schmidt, but that ship is clearly sinking, I think, oh, yeah. <laughs> given, given the recent news. Um, and then we have a couple, couple of dudes bumbling around on Twitter, uh, trying, trying to make a name for themselves. Um, but it's just as, as a former candidate, you just want to see somebody who, who knows the issues and wants to talk about them and, and is doing it the right way. And I just think that we still have a huge void here in Utah. So, so thumbs down, hopefully we can, we can improve that and start getting some, getting some recruitment to start building that way for us. That's a great question. I have a question for you uh, about mm -hmm. that. So, like, when is a good time for a candidate to start to, like, emerge, right? Like, when do you, mm -hmm. especially for 2022, right? Because you're talking, we're talking 2022 for the Senate. So I know, look, uh, I know that that candidate is out there right now doing they the exist. work, right? They mm -hmm. do exist. They're doing the work <laughs> right now. They don't know they exist. They mm -hmm. may need a little push mm -hmm. in the right direction. But those yes. people exist, and those are the people that are mm -hmm. out in the uh, communities. You know, communities, right? Yes, exactly. The activists, mm -hmm. the people that are helping. When is a good time to jump into this thing and throw your hat in the ring? What yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good question. I think the two that I'm talking about kind of threw their hats in in December of 2020. <laughs> so it's like super early. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they got drowned out by an insurrection, um, by a second impeachment, um, kind of. A lot of that. I mean, I announced in like September, October of the same cycle year, so maybe a year out. Um, but I think in a world where we're still struggling with COVID and public events are canceled and it's really hard to kind of break through, either saving up your time and energy and start planning events where you can make a splash, doing something with the, you know, Twitter followings that you're growing, right? Take a stance, talk about issues that matter, start talking about politicians and not just focus it just on Mike Lee, because anybody can like make a list of 10 things we hate about Mike Lee. Like that's, that's <laughs> child's play, right? <laughs> so let's talk about the issues that actually matter to Utah. Um, and so I think you know, a year, you could go 18 months. I think, you know, it, it's all about raising that money and raising awareness. And if you're, and let me just tell you, Twitter followers, do not vote. <laughs> so if you're focusing yeah. your time and energy right. there, it's, it's not where it needs to be. And so I think you're exactly on the money, engaging in communities, sort of building your your community connections kind of makes all the difference in whether or not you can run. And so I think we're lacking visibility uh, for that particular race. Um, and honestly, there's a tiny part of me that's like, I hope Republicans just primary Mike Lee and we can deal with that newbie. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that would be great. I, some part of me is like, I want to see Democrats do something you know, exciting, bold, right? Mm -hmm. And push mm -hmm. like this, this amazing person that's been in the, you know, on the ground, you know, yes. with these communities. But then there's another part of me that is just like happy to see the Republicans implode and like just go, oh, maybe we'll just sit yeah. back and watch this shit show happen. And then, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. move on after the, you know, at, at the aftermath, pick up the pieces afterwards. But yeah, there's a Facebook group I'm in called Unseat Mike Lee. Uh, and it's just interesting because there's the different factions. There's the Republicans who are like, he's got to go. And then there's the Democrats who are like, we're going to get blue in 2022. And it's like, oh, all right. <laughs> we got to find some sort of balance here. Um, but really just a bunch of ideas. No, no real actual action happening yet. But people are thinking about it. So Mike Lee, be worried. <laughs> be worried. Yeah. Host more of those 
Mar-a-Lago dinners. Wipe your tears with those ten thousand dollar checks, I guess. <laughs> Dude, I just saw it. So back to what one of the other thumbs down. I just saw this tweet that said that the energy company in Texas, you know, for the folks that were affected that have these massive bills. So, mm-hmm. question: Is CPSE going to provide payment relief to customers? The answer: We understand that it would be unacceptable to have customers bear the cost on their monthly bill. So we are working diligently to find ways to spread those costs to 10 years or longer to make it more affordable. What? What? Oh, my God. Yep. Wow. Disgusting. Disgusting. So people people who have power are now paying thousands of dollars. This family that Ryan was telling me about, like, they kept their heat at 60, like, just enough to keep their pipes from freezing. And for people not to die. Yeah. Yep, exactly. You know, and not to have to run like a gas heater, you know, and risk carbon monoxide. And yeah, 10,000. And there's like, ooh, sorry, you're going to have to pay that. Yeah, like people are literally like they're finding bodies in homes that like, sorry, they died of hypothermia because they wouldn't pay the money. And so it's like, you just died. Sorry. In the richest country in the world. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So I've got a couple folks. Uh, My peak is up this week is to Daniel Matthews and his great team at Indy Ogden. Uh, They've been doing a really good job. They do the gourmet food market at the Monarch on Saturdays. Uh, Went down to that, not this week, but last week. A lot of great folks down there. There's this great lady. uh, She's a German lady from Roy. She's making some really great uh, German food. I picked up some from her. And then uh, the following day, they have the uh, Indy Ogden Bazaar. I mean, like we said at the top of the show, go check that out. Really cool, really good community in there. So Pinky's up to them for really making Ogden cool, man. Like folks like that are what make the difference. So Pinky's up to them. Uh, my thumbs down this week. There are so very many thumbs downs that we could give because right now, like we talked about, the state legislature is going, and there are so many, very many bad, bad bills uh, going on. But um, I think the one that annoys me. Probably the most right now is the housing one with the the uh, the Utah Apartment Association. So what a lot of people don't know about the Utah Apartment Association, who gets my thumb down this week, is that they are basically a lobbyist group for landlords in the state of Utah. So it's a very deceiving name because when you hear the Utah Apartment Association, like, oh, yeah, they're talking about apartments, right? Like, no, they are there to represent the people that own those apartments and screw over the tenants. You know, if you don't know anything really about the laws in the state of Utah, I can tell you this. The laws in the state of Utah overwhelmingly benefit the landlord over the tenant, right? It's very, very difficult. We had a friend who literally had black mold in their apartment in Utah County. They were getting sick. They had to move out. You know, they had, like, like problems, right? Like problems. Mm-hmm. They basically had no recourse. They had to go to the press, and one of the big news stations did a story on their plight living in this garbage apartment in Utah County with black mold everywhere that was making them sick. Like, that's the kind of situation that we have in the state of Utah. And so thumbs down to organizations like the Utah Apartment Association who truly don't care about the tenants. They are solely there to defend the rights, or, you know, we're going to go air quotes, the rights, basically the property of Utah homeowners or Utah landlords Mm-hmm. by any means necessary right like they do not care and it really sucks to be quoting malcolm x right there in that situation but like that's what they do and i hate it i absolutely hate it and like losers like senator kurt Colomore, who you know double deal and you know they they are the ones kurt Colomore is the senator who um is the son of 
the owner of the law firm that basically sues you when you default on your rent and you get evicted. They're the ones that take you to court and screw you over and then writes mm -hmm. bad bills in the state legislature that continue to screw people over. And then even after a, a decent bill like, hey, there's a statute of limitations on when you can charge people extra money after they've moved out. They don't abide by that rule. Even after the laws passed, a, a, a bill that went through the state legislature while he was there, his law firm continued to charge those people beyond that and try and bilk them out of thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. They literally don't care about you. It's all about money. And like we said, housing is not exactly like something I could just be like, ah, I'm not going to sign this contract. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something else. <laughs> Buying a house right now is insane. Really, the only mm -hmm. option for a lot of low-income Utahns is to rent. And then the Utah Apartment Association will be there to screw you over when you do. Yep. Oh, man. So, you know, I, I, every week we do this show, I more and more hate your, or dread your thumbs downs, Kobe. You're so <laughs> depressing. So utterly depressing. Uh, mm -hmm. But there's stuff we can do. The main thing is to do is to vote and get these get these idiots out of there uh mm -hmm. worst people ever all right so hey upcoming events another worst people ever speaking of the worst people ever chris stewart is doing a phone town hall on thursday february 25th did you know he was doing this i didn't know nope. he was doing this i don't know many people that do know that he was doing this and so uh, please, if you live in his district, attend his town hall. It's Thursday, February 25th. Share it with your friends because <laughs> jump on and talk to this fool about maybe his thoughts on the insurrection as a military <laughs> guy himself that was supposed to look over, look after our country. Yeah, no. And then March 6th, will be a social social justice in our state and COVID in our jail event uh, that's going on. That's actually, this event is pretty cool because, well, former Dem AG candidate, Greg Scordis is going to be speaking at this. Yay! Yeah, nice. that'll be Love cool. Greg. Love Greg. Yeah, he was awesome dude. And this is hosted by the uh, Women's Democratic Club of Utah. Even better. Yeah. yeah. And also, Sheriff Rosie they have Rivera. A new president. Do they? Yeah, it's uh, Jennifer Frescas. Fresca. She was a House candidate. Oh, cool. Or no, she ran for Salt Lake County Assessor. Sorry. Yeah, they're they're hosting this event, so that that'll be uh, attend. Sorry, I got the name of it wrong. It looks like it's Social Justice in Our State and COVID in Our Jails. No, I said that right. You did. That's where they have it listed differently here. All right. Uh, oh, for more details, you can go to wdcutah.org. Um, again, it's it's Saturday, March 6th. Starts at 11.30 Mountain Standard Time. Free to anyone on Facebook. Or off Facebook. You can still join. And then, finally, we've talked about this a couple times now. Indy Ogden, they are holding hosting a bazaar every Sunday from 11 to 4 at the Monarch. If you're down in Ogden at during this time on Sunday, stop by, say hello. We're there. We'll probably be there with our merch. Stop by, grab a Weber State shirt. Take a picture with the uh, JC, half the JCP crew, two-thirds of the JCP crew. Uh, let's see. 
if you have any suggestions or any kind of advice or news stories that you want to break or you know maybe kobe's uh, maybe kobe's thumbs down hit you too hard let us know and email us via junctioncitypodcast at gmail.com um you can join our forum on junction city uh the Junction City Facebook page and let Kobe know that, you know, things are going to be okay. And these thumbs down don't all always have to be so depressing. Uh, <laughs> can have a positive thumbs down. It's, that's for pinkies up. Yeah, sure. Okay. Well then that's the, the critique is to do your pinkies up after the thumbs down. Uh, <laughs> you can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, all at Junction City podcast. Uh, please. Log into whatever forum that you're listening or whatever way you're listening to the pod. Give us a five-star rating. Leave us a review. It helps us within these the podcast universe to show up on people's feeds. So please give us a five-star rating. Thank you, Jamie, for staying up late on a Sunday evening and helping with the show. We appreciate you. We, we appreciate all the stuff that you're doing around the community as well. Uh, do you want to, do you actually want to like, do you have anything to plug? Uh, well, so Zach Thomas uh, just said that he's not running for Weaver County chair oh, again. Oh, yeah. That's so true. if you have any interest in helping with local politics, this is your time. Um, we're looking for a chair, vice chair, treasurer, um, secretary. Um, and that'll be that. Those are open until hmm, early March, um, and then conventions early April. So politics never rests. This is the time to get involved. If this is this is an itch you would like to scratch, um, you can reach out to me if you have any questions. Or um, I think it's on the Weber Democrats page as well. That's that's a good point. You know what? Thumb pinkies up. I'm sure from all of us, uh, all the JCP crew to to Zach. Uh, good yes. luck on his future endeavors. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know Zach, if you do know Zach, go follow <laughs> his uh, his podcast too. He's got a pretty good podcast where he interviews uh, bands, local mm -hmm. indie bands, right? Well, not always local, but yeah, cool bands. Cool Stuff bands. That, yeah, music that I'm like I. I missed out on that. I I stopped listening to new music in 1995. If it's not Ranchero, <laughs> it's not listening if it's to not it. Not <laughs> it's basically uh, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> see, this is why he and I, we get along. We see eye to eye on a lot of these things. Yes. Uh, but with that, like we say every week, all politics is local. <laughs>